All right, social media family. Thank you for joining us for our first installment in the Christian philosophy series. Christian philosophy. Right. So what we're going to do, we'll start. Let's go to Colossians chapter two. Colossians chapter two. But now before we dig into the scripture, I'm going to throw the question out here. Okay. Philosophy. Philosophy. What does that word mean? What is that? Belief system, way of thinking. All right. Belief system, way of thinking, right? So we're talking about a set of ideas, beliefs, and values that we live by. So it's it's like the the lens we look at life through. We look at people, look at ourselves, look at the world. Look at God through this lens, right? (coughs) Philosophy. So the question is, then, what is a Christian philosophy versus some other type of philosophy? Now, looking at Colossians 2, let's read verse, verse 8. Looking at verse 8. And I'm going to read that in the King James and the Amplified. And it says, and this is this is the Apostle Paul here talking to the, the church at Colossae, okay? He says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. Now in the Amplified it says, see to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, pseudo intellectual babble, according to the tradition and musings of mere men, following the elementary principles of this world, rather than following the truth, the teachings of Christ. Now we establish like the word philosophy, meaning a set of ideas, beliefs, and values, like your so your your filter, your mental filter. Now, looking at it in the King James, Paul here is making he's, he's giving a warning, right, to for us to beware. And you look at that word spoil. Beware lest any man spoil you. The New Living Translation says capture. Amplify uses the word take captive. All right. When you, you hear that word take captive, what do you think about? Prison. Prison. Yeah, prison. Okay. Yeah. So because you kind of get you're you're getting closed <clears throat> in, right? Being taken captive. It means you're you're your, your freedom is gone. You're restricted. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> and look at 
what he says here, spoil you, take you captive through philosophy and vain deceit. So obviously, when we talk about philosophy, right? So we're talking about ideas, beliefs, values. So scripture says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So the way he's doing that is through philosophy, right? Philosophies, the ideas, belief systems, values, right? That are being projected to do what? Take us captive. Why is this such a, so important though? Because I mean, you know, Paul, he's making a point here to tell us to beware. Because it was bad back then like it is today. We figure with all the, the Luciferians and the Satanists and the people that are worshiping ancient deities and all that stuff. Uh, once You can even say it in the young kids. Once the philosophy gets in their head, they hate everything that doesn't think the way they think. When you hear them talk on TV or radio or something, I mean, they, they, they hate people that don't think the way they think. Well, and everything they learn is going to be learned through that lens. Yeah. Whatever their philosophy or their worldview is. Mm -hmm. And now the, the Wiccans and the, the Luciferians, they're bragging about it, that they're witches or that they're this or that or the other thing. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, you know, faith comes by hearing first and foremost. So whatever you're hearing is what you're going to believe. We all know that from the things that we learned in the past, even in the church, that whatever we were told, we just bought it as it must be true. And, you know, we've all had to come to the point of, of getting to the word because we've, we woke up to the fact that what's in the word and what's, being spoken by people are two different things a lot of times. <clears throat> I'm gonna read a couple of points from the outline. It says, every piece of information that comes to you in every situation you face are filtered through your philosophy. Right? So the lens. Yet many people are unaware of their philosophy. In a sense, your philosophy predetermines your response to the things happening around you and the results you see in your life. <clears throat> now, how, how many of us can testify to that in a religious context? Doctrinally, if you, you, if you, if you see God a certain way, mm -hmm. then that's going, to, that's going to predetermine how you do what? How you interpret scripture, mm -hmm. how you interpret life. Right. I was thinking about, you know, spoiling through philosophy and I was thinking about we talk about this a lot here. The religious philosophy is like a big one because it seems to be truth. It seems to be correct. And so many, at least, it's so much damage because Satan has used it, you know, coming as an angel of light on that. And like, this is the great thing. But then I thought the second part of that or whatever, where beware the same man spoil you, or I was looking at some of the um, like references out of the King James with the like column, you know, extra stuff, mm -hmm. um, plunder you or take you captive, like, you know, new living. 
Um, but anyways, a part of it, um, and vain deceit, and it was saying empty deceit. And I thought about like religion is empty. It looks like oh, do the good thing, wear your dress down to your ankles, cut your hair, smile, and mm -hmm. put on the Christian face. But there's like no yeah, depth there. There's no love, you know, like behind it. And even inspirational, that's mixed with it. Yeah. Inspirational, you go. Oh, this should be good. All inspirational stuff is good. Some of this is a scriptural, yeah. It is so uh, <laughs> not good. You when you start lining it word you go. You, you gotta keep in mind that he loves you all the time. And when people are preaching something that goes counter to that, uh unless they can really come up with some scripture, uh, I shoot it down. I won't I won't let it in. I won't even think about it. Yeah, to me then are those who, who take the you know, case okay, Sarah Sarah approach. I mean, I don't really want to believe in things. Leave it off to God to mm -hmm. to do it, you know. So I believe in God. So whatever, whatever He's gonna be, do, He's gonna be. do. It. <laughs> right. And so you know, that's their lens. It's like, okay, well, whatever He's gonna do, He's gonna do. So I'm not gonna take a stance on anything or really be bold about anything. I'm just gonna let Him. I met a guy one time and I think he, he was a Baptist, but I think he said he was a free will Baptist. And I said, what is that? And he said, he said, we believe that, it, that from the moment you're born, you're going to either be saved or not saved. I said, well, why do you go to church? Why do you, why would you even go listen to a sermon? I said, it's all written down. You can't do anything about it. And, and that's what he said he believed. And I just, I looked at it. I just, I think it was stupid. You know, <laughs> you can't do anything about it. You're destined for heaven or hell, and that's it. I mean, I guess that's not a bad deal if you do one is destined for heaven, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think everybody goes, all oh, those people are going through life saying, Am I really going to heaven? <laughs> They're not sure, I don't think. He ministered to a guy like that, and the guy was married to a woman who was going to a church like that, and she was one of the ones who were going to make it, I guess. And she was taught that he wasn't, and he just kind of was kind of like beat. You can tell he just kind of lived. He wasn't like thinking, you know, like getting. Why try? And he was kind of like one of the tough guy. He didn't say a lot, but anyways, Andrew ministered to him and told him the truth. He said that man was crying because he had hope then that he could come to know Jesus. So it's like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm doing. Yeah, well, you're confident that you're that you're a son of God and that you're going to heaven. Life's different. And when and, and if you if you're constantly look, looking for his goodness in everything, life changes, and and eventually you start to see it. At first, Satan will try to fight you, but then the goodness of God starts pouring through all the time. Yeah. Yeah, because just think about it. Like you know, if you truly believe that God is a, <clears throat> a, a good God, right? That He has your best interests at heart. Now, if you hear news that Okay, you you're being laid off at the end of the month. Okay, now obviously on the surface that's looking like wow, well, that's not a good that's not good news, right? But let's say that you're in your in your mind you're like, man, I really hate this job anyway. <laughs> it sucks, you know. And you you know you need the income to you know to take care of yourself, your family. Now, somebody that has the lens of God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants, mm -hmm. he's good, he loves me, can look at this situation 
with what? With some hope that, okay. You're coming out better. This is going to be an opportunity <laughs> for, yeah. for me to step into something greater. Right? I used to get excited when I got laid off. I tell, I tell her, I say, I don't know what God's got, but it's got to be good. Mm -hmm. We'll have to wait and see. Now, see, you got to have a certain philosophy to to receive it like that. Yeah. Right? Or otherwise, somebody else will look at you like, man, you crazy. Maybe look, I need to call, call I used somebody. I look on it like an adventure. Wow, well, I've got an opening now. We don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. But that, again, that takes a certain lens. Because mm -hmm. if I'm the Sarasara Christian, whatever will be, will be, then I'm... I get that type of news. I'm gonna be kind of shaking, like, because I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Because I can get images of the soup line. <clears throat> I can get images of, of being on the street, mm -hmm. right? And 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 images that the Lord is trying to break me for something, right? So, in that scenario, if that's my lens, then that's setting me up for a whole lot of emotional turmoil. And instability. But again, you know, this is why this whole idea of philosophy is such a, you know, it's vital. It is it's real important, especially, you know, as we continue to progress in, 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 in the strand, the, the continuum of time as we get closer to his return. What do you think the, the deception is? What's going to happen to the deception? It's going to become more intense, mm -hmm. more subtle, more aggressive. It's happening right now. Right. More pervasive. <clears throat> and he was speaking earlier about, you know, how, you know, you can you can grab hold of a, a certain philosophy, a certain movement, be a part of a certain camp of, of thinking. And it can get you to a place where you can't hear any other perspective but that. And everybody else that doesn't have the same perspective that you do is a bigoted, evil the enemy, yeah. person. Yeah. Right. And who you think is part of all that? It's, it's Satan for sure. Yeah. 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 And I thought, I said, you know, like when, you, when you get support, we don't want to hear anything else. I go, I know there's people who hear like us talking here, they hear Andrew Womack, and there's like both extremes, probably like they, he's been called a heretic so many times because he believes in God's love and he believes in his grace, but he also believes in faith and you have to stand and believe, you know, whatever. And he's had people from different spectrums go like, oh, that's so wrong and it's true. You can get so, those kind of people so like, they won't believe anything else, you know. And I think for them, I think... I know personal experience, I had to get to a point where I was so dissatisfied that I had to hope for something different. <laughs> I wouldn't have listened. I've even, I've had arguments with God before and been frustrated and I think God's bad, but you know, when you were real and you're like, God, I'm angry with you. I was like, my God, why didn't you tell me this back then? I, would, I wish I'd known then. And God was like, you know, I know you showed me, it's like, I wouldn't have been open to it. I'd be like, I cast that demon down. That's not God. You know, like I had to get to a point where like, this cannot be the mm -hmm. truth, you know? And then God's like, okay. That's what it is, yeah. That's good. That's good. Now going back to the scripture, 
It says, I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. It says, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. Now you see how the living kind of puts it out there like that, mm -hmm. makes it real plain. The High, spiritual powers of this world have a whole have a lot of people's ears right now. High sounding nonsense. Right. Now let's let's make this a little more a little more applicable like to what we deal with. If you're a Bible believing Christian, a believer, right? Give me some some topics that some points of view that the world will say you're a bigot if you believe that. But you are just closed-minded. You're a Neanderthal. Well, I mean, one is that Jesus Christ is the only way. Mm, there you go. That's a big one. That's a <laughs> you say, man, you're yes. married. Yeah, you well, just not, went right to yeah, it. Yeah, you're not open-minded. Because I've had this conversation with him. How can he just be the only way? Well, you know, there's, you know, that's a, there's many paths to God. <laughs> that makes me so angry. I, when people do that, I look at him and say, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You're saying Jesus is a liar, right? And then, then they go, well, well, I didn't say that. I said, no, that you did say that. So, you said this way, well, okay, fine. I'll, I'll be the path. Well, every path led me to Jesus, right? There you that's go. Right. <laughs> but, you know, that's, I think that's one of the huge ones, right? You know, when you say Jesus is the only way, mm -hmm. what do you mean he's the only way? All these different, because I've been having discussions with somebody, so, well, you know, all these different religions and people grow up in these religions, this and that, and I said, and I understand all that, but they have to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You know, and, and God will, I, I believe, will make it available somehow. I don't know how that they will, you know, get get opportunity to say, okay, hey, do I choose this one or do I choose believe in Jesus? And in all these other religions, there's there's nobody that says that they're that they're Allah or that they're whatever died for their sins. Right. Nobody says mm -hmm. it. Jesus says it openly and plainly. And uh, mm -hmm. it's refreshing. I love what Jesse Duplantis said one time. He was talking on one of his things, and anybody who listens to him knows he just he just he just speaks his mind. But he's very good, very loving about it. He goes like, um, he was talking about his television program. He goes, and for those of you out there, he goes, believe like all is God. He goes, well, you believe that because your mama and daddy taught you, your granddaddy taught you. He goes, I know Jesus is alive. I know He's the way. And he goes, you know how I know? He goes, I talked to Him this morning. I talked to Him today, and He's in my heart. And I go. There's where it comes to relationship because he, you know, knowing God personally and not just like, it's not, it's not just, yeah, like, worse, this is a word, it's wonderful, mm -hmm. but it's like having it here, you know. But I just thought that was really cool what he had said, too. Mm -hmm. But when we take that stance, you know, people say, well, they, well you're judgmental, well, you're narrow minded, or, well, you know, you're, you're preaching hate because you're saying he's the only way, and, mm -hmm. you know, he can't be the only way. Well, that's not. Debate not being that's just what the word says, what I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so you have to stand on that. And, and, and there are some Christians who adapt um, yeah. every other religion. Like, you know, they say that many paths are God. Well, your path is Buddha, your path is Hinduism, 
your path is this, this is you know, my path is Jesus Christ. We're all going to get there. No, there was a lie on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you've got to be careful. I mean, if you talk to your doctor, tell him you talk to God, you're going to have a psychiatrist at your house saying, how long have you been hearing voices? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I mean, these people turn everything upside down and turn it, make it negative. You've got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Another area that I was thinking of was um, marriage and family. Mm-hmm. What we, what we uh, know to be true from the word about marriage and family is is um, a, a tightrope these days too as far as being called bigots or whatever terms they use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole modern woman versus the Proverbs 31 woman. There's a woman. Oh. <laughs> I mentioned the Joyce, I'm sorry. Y'all got Jews over here shaking his head. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad I ain't on, on Twitter because I tell you what. They'll be slamming <laughs> us. Say these, these are a bunch of Neanderthals in here. I married a Proverbs thirty-one woman, right? Oh, right. Look at that. So I see. So I see. Bible study. It all boils down to either you know God or you don't. And what I always wanted to comment on when I, is when I heard it when it was a while ago that when Andrew's pastor, when his dad died, said. And you guys quote it if you know it better. He said his pastor told Andrew, God either needed or wanted your dad in heaven. We were just talking about And you know what? My yeah, came to my mind. Here's my question, and I have my opinion. What kind of relationship did that pastor have with God? Yeah. That he sad. said that. Yeah. I not to me very knowledgeable. Yeah, it's really and to me, it was about relationship. Like, mm-hmm. do you know, like, what? And and mm-hmm. so I have a question, and then I have a comment. You know, yeah, like yeah. what kind? I don't know, but I'm thinking not too good. That's where you have to know the word, and when somebody comes up with that, you have to say it. So you're saying that word. God comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. So God's the killer here, not not the enemy. It's true. But it's about yeah. relationship. Yeah. So either if, yeah, if you're saved and you're and you're working on your close relationship with God, then it's the truth. And if you go to the funeral of a child, you'll you'll hear the minister inevitably say, God needed another angel in heaven. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'll think, Oh man, shut up when you hear we hear people talk like that, you know? And then you wonder why that person turns away from God because you just I wouldn't want to serve a God that's killing know. my kids. You so know, it's a big fat lie. So, yeah. then, so, so there's lies involved in relationship, yeah. and you're like, you don't even know you have to filter everything through God is loving and He's good. Mm-hmm. And you, feel, you can't go wrong if you do that. And see, and this is why, this is why Paul said what He said: Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. And let's look at this next one after the tradition of men. Mm-hmm. And what does Jesus say about the traditions of men? They make the word of God no, no effect. effect. Can I ask them what they were talking? Why were you talking about that, Andrew? Because um, I thought we talk just, about a lot of stuff going yeah. on since she just got the hospital. Yeah, it just happened to come up. It's cool, you know. <laughs> 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 this, <laughs> they would just speak to that if if you bring up in the the false sorry doctrine 
Because I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I bought into it. You I mean if that's if you grow up in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you know what God can do what He want to do when He want to do it, how He want to do it, and so He's God's done. Right. So you don't question, mm-hmm. and, and whatever the results yeah. are, you know, it's like okay, well. Whatever the results are, that's what God wants. And so this what she's saying, okay, yeah, God wanted your father in heaven. You know, he didn't want to save him. So if you're brought up in that false sovereign doctrine, yeah. then you're like, okay. Because, you know, who am I to question God? I mean, and everything you know, bad that happens in your life is because you're doing something wrong. Yeah, I mean, you, but you buy into all that because that's what you're, right. once again, that's right. the philosophy that you've been rooted in. Mm-hmm. And so, once again, like he said, if you don't have proper teaching, then you're going to continue down that. Because who am I to question? Like I said, the mentality, the mentality was, who am I to question God? Okay, if he decides he wants to take my father or loved one, whatever the case may be, then who am I to say, accept it, deal with it, and move on? But a lot of problems, people can't move on. They struggle with it. And, you know, <coughs> they have these questions about, okay, well, what's he talking about? God is so loving then why would he do that? Why would he right. agree with him? If he said he's a healer, why would he heal? You know, so so now, okay, God healed this person, but he didn't heal my mom. So mm-hmm. now he's a respectable person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I got to a place yeah. myself in life, and most over here, I gave up on God four years ago, and he changed my life in so many ways. Working on a lot still, but anyway, I got to a point probably. It was like four years ago, about four and a half to five years ago, I was getting to work. I was wearing down on the ideas I had of God, bad ideas I had about God. And I knew a lot of good things, like He healed and everything. There's things about my life and my desires and things that I go, like, God, I mean, I one time just admitted, I just told God I was getting tired of, you know, holding it. I go, God, I said, if you're like that, I don't want to serve you, whatever I'm saying. And right back, I heard clearly in my mind, I heard God say, if I was like that, I wouldn't want to serve me neither. <laughs> It was so I good to hear that. that a minute. You that know? is exactly yes. what he and that's exactly what, say, what yeah. he would say. Exactly. It was like, <laughs> I'm sure that was him. Okay. Okay. All right. So, we're, all right, how about, what's another one? Another one. Because we talked, because Eric, he started off with the big one. All right. Oh, Jesus being the only way. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> and then Mary mentioned family and marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. And then I mentioned about the Proverbs 31. So you're saying, Julie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ju- Julie. They, they saw all the feminists can talk to Julie. <laughs> all day. Even, even. But you sort of, allu- it was alluded to about the sovereignty of God. And, and how we interpret the sovereignty of God mm-hmm. so that even when bad things happen, oh, well, he must have done it and he allowed it and we just have to accept it. I mean, really, you're kind of hitting on his sovereignty, but you're not addressing what he said in his word again. Because right. Right. that sovereignty doctrine, every wicked, evil thing that happens, God's okay with it. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I had a lady said that her daughter had been uh, raped and beaten to death. And she said, it all went through the permissive hands of God. I said, well, we need to take God to court then put him in yeah, jail. Yeah, it made me so angry. I said, that's not God. You, you can't know God. No. I believe he's, he's behind stuff like that. Yeah, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Character assassination. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But see, but again, just like Eric said, you yeah, that person could be truly born again, but taught 
in in with with that that filter of the sovereignty doctrine, ultra sovereignty doctrine. And they, that, that perspective, that philosophy does not allow you to see anything any other way. Mm-hmm. It's not allowed. And if you're, if you're sick, it's because he wants to teach you something. Exactly. He's not going to use the word. He's going to put something evil in your body to teach you, right? That's crazy, too. Yeah. Come back to even when it was taught to me. I can't say I never really accept. I mean, I, I just kind of say embrace it because that's all I knew. I mean, I, the people who were teaching me, okay. People who were mentoring you said, okay, I mean, you know, okay, this is what God wants. And it's like your brain is like, I said, okay, well, you know, so you just kind of. And you're thinking, these people must know. They've been doing this all their lives. That's what you're thinking. I I, I believe everything they said the first five years. But as you, you know, you expose everything, then the more I get exposed to God and focus on relationships, it's like, and then I kept hearing it says, this doesn't make no sense. And you know, when you're first saved, you're encouraged to listen to sermons, not study the Word. Right. You're, you're encouraged to come to church and listen to the pastor preach. Not You're not encouraged to study. Because if you did, a lot of what he preached, you wouldn't receive. Well, a lot of what, a lot of what um, uh, are the building blocks of our philosophy are what we learned as children, mm-hmm. like from zero to five. Mm-hmm. We didn't even process it. We, it didn't even occur to us to question, you know, and, and then we're not really taught to think that way as we get older. And cert, you're right, we're, we're not taught to read the word and to, to use the word to interpret the word the same way. So a lot of us fell into all of these thinkings um, before we were even aware that we were trapped by it. And, and it's you, just it's just snowballed with you, age you and problems. And the reindeer don't fly. The, <laughs> the Easter bunny doesn't come around. It's devastating when you realize that, right? Now. Jesus in with all them and think it's all it's all a myth. You know, if you're thought that as a little kid, once Jesus comes around, you think, well, he Unless can't be real either. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. It is true. We wonder where I was saw some on Facebook passing the other day. It was. A book, and I don't know what it was about. I don't care, but I mean, you know, in the sense of the, the title caught me. It was like why youth groups are failing, or something like that. And mm-hmm. I got to think, you know, coming up in a youth group, and you know, we talk about this subject sometimes here. They they talk about how a lot that you know come up in church, they leave, you know, the faith so easily, like a big percentage. I'm not sure the exact numbers, but I go, it's true. We're not teaching relationship. We're teaching doctrines. We're teaching. Don't do, don't do, do this, whatever, whatever, instead of oh, yeah. getting in the word. And I know, like, one of my youth leaders growing up, that he really had a very good, like, idea and stuff. And he talked about him. He was very real. He went to prison. He said he learned the Bible in prison. He didn't encourage that. But, I mean, you know, he wasn't, like, right. you know what I'm saying, like, real stuff. He was very real. He talked about it. He said, you know, the reason. He was very serious when I had a youth night. was, like, a bunch of youth groups. He goes, the reason most who come to know Jesus, they, they fall away in the, the first, like, two years is because, he goes, we teach, you know, we give a pamphlet, we do this, we do that, oh, you need to listen to this, instead of, he goes, it, he was talking about being on your knees, and he didn't mean, like, grovel, but, you know, he was, like, praying, talking to God, being right. in the Word, and I go, wow, like, he did it, you know? <laughs> it was great. Because mm-hmm. just imagine now, you got someone telling you, okay, now that you're a Christian, you need to go to Sunday school every mm-hmm. Sunday. 
You need to pay your, you better pay your tithes if mm-hmm. you don't want to get cursed. You, you. Be there every time the door's open. Don't cuss, chew, or hang with those that do. <laughs> right. That's right. Especially, you, you better not hang with those that smoke that stuff, that grass. Right. And, and if, that's the, if that's the crux of your spirituality, right, and you're a young person. Then you compare that with the philosophies and ideas that are out here competing for the minds of our young folks. What you gonna um, gravitate towards? I'm not trying to get locked up in bondage with these khaki wearing pocket protected jokers. <laughs> they hypocrites anyway. I want to man. I want to roll this this joint and and, and cruise down the, the road and, and get with these women down here, enjoy life, YOLO. You're only there once, right? Because, but again, I mean, rule keeping, bondage versus enjoying the flesh, exploring the flesh. What you gonna choose? You 17, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. It's made out by God. It's no fun, and then he has nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, whenever she knows it, I always love God, grow up in youth group, and all that stuff. But I swear, like the re- the reason I didn't do some of the things I did, and I was saved from doing that, it was because of fear, mostly, and religion. And I go, that's sad. If that hadn't been there, I wasn't. Now I look at it differently. Mm-hmm. There's no heart behind it. Of hey, you know, don't do this, but God has some way better for you. It's, you know, even with like. True Love Waits, we did that in my youth group and stuff. I'll talk about this here. But, you know, it was the don't do. It was don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. It was never, but if you trust God, he has a great mate for you. And you don't have to wait. You know, Jesus is coming back. But, hey, you know, I loved how Jesse Duplantis said it. Occupy. He goes, Jesus is coming back. And he appealed to his congregation. He's like, you know, some beautiful people here. Y'all need to get married. You know, like, I mean, it was a positive look. It wasn't like, well... <laughs> You're screwed over. God has nothing for you. <laughs> like, right. You know. And yeah, because you know, it's and and even it when you talk about sexuality and purity and all that stuff, you know, it's 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 so I, I like what you're saying. I've never heard that. You know, in in church, youth group, or whatever. Yeah. It's it's all it, it was always about. What you're trying to avoid yeah, is this negative, <clears throat> right? It, it weighs you down like this. But the, but the thing, <laughs> but the, the thing about it is, you know, there there are just a multitude of benefits to having to to honoring God with your body, mm-hmm. right? Because the reality is, you know, you if if you're a young man or young woman, and you can. Give yourself to your spouse. And that person knows that you're the only one that they explored that level of intimacy with. That's a that's a gift that you can give someone. Right. And all of the and and there obviously are some drawbacks, right? To promiscuous, you know, being promiscuous, that you gonna avoid when you honor God with your body. You don't have all these comparisons and 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 different experiences to compete with the person that you're in covenant with. 
Right. See, people, I don't hear, ain't I heard, I don't hear people talking like that. Yeah. But if, if you know, sexual purity, honoring God with your body was taught in a positive way. Exactly. Yeah. Then you you're giving people a chance to like look to look at look at living a life of holiness as yeah. something to like wow you know what mm-hmm. I I I want that it's because it, it presents it in a in a matter that's attractive yeah right instead of you can't you can't do this you can't do that you can't do this it's just a bunch of prohibitions yeah as if the wrong things are better yeah. It is true, and it, it, I went through probably eight weeks, maybe more, in youth group, preteen, too. They, they tried to get us early. I mean, I, I know the heart behind it was wonderful, but it was just, it was taught, like I said, philosophy. It was don'ts instead of do, you know? And we, I mean, all the, like, effects of AIDS, STDs, condoms don't work for those, condoms only work for pre, you know, like, it's not all the time for not having a baby, all this stuff, you know, stuff, you know, anyway, but I go, it was really ingrained. But it was really sad because the specific youth leader that taught it, it was really it was a lot of sad stuff. Her children, they all had a lot of crazy stuff happen. Um, one of the boys in our youth group, he ended up overdosing on drugs. Um, mm-hmm. I think he took the purity pledge when he was a teen too. I took it. It was a bunch of different ones. But anyways, everybody had like a really sad story. <laughs> like, and I'm like, if we could have heard like I had a testimony night where I had like couples who actually waited and stuff come in like. Oh my gosh, it was great. And trust me, you don't have to wait that long either. We married when we were 21, you know, whatever. Like, no, like, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't hear it. And it Ooh. made them. Um, Did you say 21? I said 21. You said 21. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's old. That is what? You haven't even started life yet at 21. How could you dare think like that? Yeah. But again, what, what is that? It's uh, philosophy. That's mm-hmm. the world talking. It's philosophy. Because if if you if you go to somebody now, right, and and tell them that, you're gonna get discouragement. You're gonna get so much discouragement. Like, you're 21. What is wrong with you? Why do you wanna do that to yourself? It's almost like you 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 know you're cutting off your left arm or something. Yeah. Right? But the, but again, where does that come from? It comes from a cultural, secular philosophy. That's not the, the what the word says. Now, obviously, each individual is a, a, in, in, a, in a different place. This 21-year-old is not the same as the other 21-year-old. Yeah. Right? But the Holy Spirit can, can lead and guide you and to a place where, yeah, that, that, that could be what you need. Right then, to avoid some pitfalls later on, instead of resisting that and trying to build your career, and then fall into some so a whole bunch of mess when you you know you're trying to chase after the bachelor's, the master's, the PhD, and all this type of stuff, to to do what? To attain to what the world says success is. But again, there's no, you know, there's no cookie cutter no. yeah. path for every Christian. The Holy Spirit knows. I had, where, a, where I, you need I had to a different path from all of y'all. I had, I had no self-discipline at all. And when I got saved, I was smoking a lot of dope, doing meth, 
uh, pills, anything I get my hands on. And as I started renewing my mind, uh, cigarettes started tasting bad. I mean, they just didn't taste good anymore. And uh, when I tried to get high with with a pot, it was it was a downer. It wasn't an upper anymore. It was, it was everything started getting bad. One of my first real sincere prayers was, "Lord, you're taking away everything I love." <laughs> it was all sin, but I loved it at the time. But but once my mind was renewed, I didn't love it anymore. It was actually dragging me down, and I knew it. And I just stopped. There wasn't any willpower involved. It just wasn't. It just wasn't fun anymore. Mm-hmm. See, I love what you're saying because oh, it's running through my mind as I'm hearing. What I agree with completely is um, we, we major on the don'ts. It's always easier to be negative than positive. <laughs> but but what I'm really hearing is <clears throat> we're, we're taught fear is, you know, we're, we're approaching it as people who are afraid are saying, don't, 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 or you're, these things will happen instead of teaching the love of Christ, teaching the love of God. And, and just like with your life, it sounds like to me, when you fell in love with Jesus, all the other stuff just fell off. You didn't you didn't have to go through this fear pattern to get rid of it. And I didn't have the I didn't have the uh, willpower to just stop stuff. Yeah. In other words, it got to the place where I didn't want to do it anymore. It, it, it wasn't like I really want to do this, but I can't. It was like that stuff's getting yucky. I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's so good of God because he's he just gave you. That new heart out of love. It, it, he didn't put the fear of God in you about it. He just wanted to take it away. No, the night he saved me. Oh, no, it's wonderful. <laughs> That's right. That's good. That's good. So I didn't want to give a tangent for a minute because exactly what's going on because what happened to me just a few days ago being in the hospital. When they came to me the last day, they wanted me to go home. They were, do this, do this, do this. And it's like, now it's time to go home. I had, she had to work. I had no one at home. I'll be home. With nothing, I would be taking care of myself, and I could barely take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And so one of the nurses, she fought for me, and she said, you know, she just don't worry. She's a friend of hers. She was a maid of mine. She goes, I'm not letting you go home. So I was able to stay. But I thought about when the doctor came, the PA, she was actually the PA. I, I listened, and, and she was there. She, she missed some of this. She, I said, everything I realized, everything they said to me, almost everything was negative. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you're going to have to, you're going to have to, you can't, you can't, you can't. There was really no, well, if you, what you need to do now, make sure if you, when you get in the exercise, walk well, outside, was beautiful, and taking the sun and taking the, the surroundings, and, and that'll, well, it'll just pick you up and that'll help you with this way and this. Not, it was all don't, don't, you can't, you will be, you will be on this for the rest of your life. You better do this. You have to do this. You have to, have to, have to. It was all negative. Didn't make you want to feel like singing, did it? Oh, I told him, I said, you know what? I said, I told him I was teasing. I was going to Harris TV that day after I came out. I was going straight to Harris TV. I'm riding through there. I go, I'm not allowed to eat anything. I'll just smell it. Do like I did when I had the stroke. I was tuning into European street foods. And I was watching these people make all this stuff. I couldn't eat for three weeks or four weeks, and I, I, I was obsessed with food, thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, I just mm. there and I go here. This all of this. There was not one positive note in any of it. It is when I started standing up. They go, yeah, but you don't understand. You're gonna have to. And I go, 
I thought about God. God, I did what I had to do because of what happened again. But you are the final word, and I am here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes. so I will do what I need to do for now. But there's a lot of things that so you're going to have to do this, you have to do this for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to do that for the rest of your life, not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that is it's the overwhelming thing about philosophy they have is no. can't, don't even think about it. Don't think about fight Fear. to make sure you stay right. pill popping and that you're in dread. I go, just put me up against a wall and give me a firing squad and shoot me right now. <laughs> There's nothing left to live for. Mm-hmm. I go, no, no, that's not true. But I'm saying, yeah. I did a website. Like, well, I, I said, I have to go for a follow up. I go, I'm going to go. I'm going to do things until I feel like I said, it's enough. But I said, well, tell them, where is it? Just put me up against the wall. Because what you yell about, just to shoot me dead. Right. I'll be better off. And yeah, Mary says something. I mean, when she said fear based, that's a lens. That's fear based. And it manifests itself in different areas of life. How, how many? How many of us have been fear-based parents? Oh, I know. Fear-based, right? I know. Fear-based Christian. Fear-based career person, right? Just everything being motivated and looked through the lens of what if? Dot dot dot. You better not. Or dot dot dot. So it's going to constrict you. And fear brings what? What the scripture says? Torment. Torment. It's torment. It robs you of all these things. And it robs you, exactly. And what does the enemy come to do? Steal, kill, and destroy. destroy. So if that if that fear, if if the enemy can get that that fear-based lens on you, then there's a there's a limit, a governor that he can put on you. On the you know how how much you can enjoy life, how much you can impact other people for the kingdom. It's just that fear will constrict you. But this but Paul said what? What what did he say? He he is not God has not given us a spirit of fear. One of power, love, and of a sound mind. Sound mind. So he wants to rob, the enemy wants to rob us through empty philosophy, the traditions of men, of a sound mind. Now, I'm going to, let's go to First Timothy 4. First Timothy 4. Look at the first two verses here. (laughs) All right, I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation and then in the Amplified Classic, verses one and two. In the New Living Translation, it says, Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. 
these people are hypocrites and liars and their consciences are dead. Amplified Classic says, but the Holy Spirit distinctly and expressly declares that in latter times, some will turn away from the faith, giving attention to deluding and seducing spirits and doctrines that demons teach through the hypocrisy and pretenses of liars whose consciences are seared, catarized. Now, again, we, we look at look at what what's going on here. Seduction. Doctrines that demons teach. And the, this is the avenue by which people are doing what? <clears throat> Parting from the faith. So it, it goes back to what? This whole idea of philosophy. So this is so when the scripture says to guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life, you know, this, this, this is a serious issue. Because if because this is the this is the the, the governor, the, the avenue by which you are able to exercise choice. The psyche, mind, will, and emotions, the soul. So this is why the word renewing our minds is such a vital part of this, this walk. Because again, we've already used the example before that we can't be neutral. You can't stand still. Because if you if you if you're standing still, you're really going backwards. Yeah. A point on our outline says. Television, radio, printed news, cell phones, and the internet are continuously parading the problems and philosophies of the world in front of us. We are bombarded with the negative philosophy and thoughts of this world more than any generation of Christians that has ever lived. <clears throat> so it is especially important for us to be on guard. Right? And not only through like the media, we, th there are principalities and powers that are trying to speak into our heads all the time. Absolutely. I mean, constantly. Uh, I, I told you guys a story one time before. I was my son; he's almost fifty now. He was two or three, and I was walking him, and we lived back in uh, Virginia Beach in a place called Brigadoon that had little streams and bridges going over the streams. And we're walking over a bridge, and a, a voice spoke to me clear as day and said, "Throw him off the bridge." Well, I started laughing. I'm thinking, "This has got to be the dumbest devil in the world." I die for my kids, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. So. And I thought, well, I'm glad he didn't hear that. And all of a sudden, he jerked on my hand and looked up and said, Daddy, you wouldn't throw me off this bridge, would you? I picked him up oh and held him. Oh, my goodness. You dirty devil. You, can, you got into his head, too. Wow. Man. Oh, I my goodness. I said, do you think I would do that? He goes, no. But that, that thing well, put, see, put a thought in his head, too. See, so I learned something. I'm telling you. See, things like this. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, they they happen. No, that's the way it happens. That's that's the way these demons work. Yeah. But it, it put it into that. That's first. First, he me. Did put, but, but it put then it into him. your head. Well, he put it in at the same time. Is what I'm wondering. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. But it was within was two like, minutes. Right. Of of, of first so thought came into my head, and I laughed at it, thinking this is one stupid demon. And then, but then when he could speak to him, that that I hadn't thought of that before. That 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 could happen. I'm so glad you shared that. That is. 
totally fascinating because mm -hmm. these people ending their lives, it's not mental illness. And the people killing voices, people saying, God voices, told me to voices, do it. Voices, yeah, yeah. Voices told me this and that. Oh, mental illness. And that's where if your mind's renewed, you got to guard against all illness. that stuff. It's the devil in their Naomi Judd's head. Yeah, yeah. But in the history, you just use the word guard. We have to guard ourselves. Mm -hmm. And what did that verse in Colossians say? That you be captured. Right. Right? That means when you let your guard down, you're susceptible to being captured, taken a sport. Okay. That's good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. About, that, like, captured. So in order to not be captured, you need to run the other way. You need to run away. You have to be on the offense. Just yeah. Starting your heart. Knowing the truth. Mm -hmm. That's good. <clears throat> and uh, David chimed in. He says, we, we see this in the garden where the serpent beguiled Eve. Mm -hmm. He seduced her and deceived her. Yeah. And that's and and what and how how did the, the serpent do this? Right? He he attacked the character, character mm -hmm. of God of and God. the integrity of the word. Yes. Right. But why didn't she go ask that's what we need to do now? Why didn't she go ask? Is this true? She could have asked Adam. Go ask God. Yeah, this thing in the garden's talking to me. Is this true? But mm -hmm. people today, they talk trash, you know, behind my back and spread lies. And well, that's just my family. But anyway, <laughs> and they and it's like, but you know. So I say very sarcastically. Oh, don't never ever ever go ask the person. No. Just go behind the back and spread these rumors. Yeah. You know, God, don't ever, ever, ever go and ask the person that you heard something. Is this true? No. Just keep spreading those rumors. You're, you're, you're right. You're back. right. That stuff, that stuff. No, uh, don't do that. People don't won't come talk to you. Never go ask if this is true. Mm -hmm. So you're still doing it. Because she, where would we be if she just went and asked if it was true? Was Eve actually there when God said that to Adam? Or did he simply just tell Adam? That's why he was held accountable for disobedience. I think you told her. I think Adam reflected to her from my understanding. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Yeah, that, that's my interpretation of it. And then she got wrong again because she said we're not even allowed to touch it or something. Right. So she's messed up. And it's true, it's knowing the character of God because if she had known that any of us, I mean that, you know, we're told yeah, a lie. If we knew the truth on any situation, it would be, you know, you know, um, Mr. Gene, I had a similar situation, long story short, but when you said that about that a voice told you mm -hmm. to throw your son off the bridge, I had a voice, but not like an audible voice, but like in my mind, because the way God talks to me, so sometimes Satan will try to talk that way too. I was just sitting in a chair at home, I was doing something, it's a promise that God has given me, I say it that way, something I'm believing for. And I had, like, the stupidest thought come to me. And, I mean, it was like Satan was going, like, and this is going to happen, and that, and this, and this. I mean, it came out of nowhere. It was not my own thought, but I know mm -hmm. God's. And I sit there, and I go, is that the best you got? I go, but I had been standing on a lot of stuff, and I think he just took a cheap, cheap shot. But it happens, like we said, though, you know, and mm -hmm. it was knowing the character. You're like, um, I know what God told me. That's stupid, you know? Mm -hmm. but, yeah. yeah. I, I get those all the time because I had such a, a, a rough past, you know? And I get 
I, I got memories I shouldn't have. I don't want them, but they're there, you know. So you have to, you have isn't to that how deal he works with it. on everything. Yeah, you're you're maintaining by the stripes of Jesus. I'm healed. We have promises. We we know as believers what our rights are, and so you're recovering some from something. And what does the enemy do? He throws out a symptom that's familiar because you had it before. Oh yeah. And then he convinces you that oh it's back. Mm -hmm. Fear, it's back. He puts fear. that fear in you. And he had that this week, but praise God, he just rose up and said, I'm not taking the bait. I'm healed, and I'm not going down that road again. Amen. And didn't go to the hospital, didn't do anything. No, he showed me what to do. I did it, and the symptom left in 10 minutes. But he was trying to throw something yeah. on you to yeah. get you to take yeah. the bait that, oh, this is happening again. Right. And that's how he works. But you have to know your thoughts... His thoughts and the enemy's thoughts, and you have to be a discerner. I mean, because all, all everything comes in your head, it's not you, mm -hmm. and you have to you have to really be able to separate that. And let me yeah, let me jump true. in. Let me jump in because uh, David says, "Beguiling," right? Mm -hmm. The word "beguiling." Beguiling really means Holy to seduce. to flatter someone with partial truth and suggestions. Mm -hmm. Think about that: <clears throat> partial truth mm -hmm. and suggestions. So he was flirting with her, right? <laughs> We're going to read it. Let's go to Genesis 3 because you're going to see it. Why not? Can I ask but, a question real quick? I've heard um, the, when the devil came to you, was there something in the Bible? Because, you know, whatever your circumstances were. But, so when the devil came to you, what was it a situation where there was the word of God that said that that's the devil or was it, you know? I just knew because of what God had shown but, me. But, was, but it wasn't something, something that I could, you could have gone yeah, to. Yeah, like, like it was like a healing or here, like where I could go like, oh, yeah, that's what I was I wondering. Just like if I went into the depth of that, I could probably find scriptures, but it was just more just God told me, and you know, like, I'm okay. going to do this for you. And then it was like, this, this. So thing. yeah, it wasn't so cut and dry, so you know, the scripture. Like, okay, yes, yeah. you're good. It, sounds, it sounds crude, but trust your gut. I mean, what's what's down in here is will will usually lead you the right way. Oh yeah. That's if you've got had a, a spiritual okay. cleansing of your. Oh life. yeah, if you've renewed your mind, yeah, that's, that's uh, of course heart. that's the first that's, that's the first true, yeah. part of anything. Mm -hmm. Without a renewed mind, you're done. You're toast. Now, starting at verse one, chapter chapter three. All right. <coughs> Uh, let's, uh, new, I, I'll go with the new living. It says, the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? He twisted. Okay, so, so what, what we have here? He has, there's, a, there's questioning here, right? Kind of a little twist. Like, did he really say you must not eat from the fruit from any of the trees of the garden? Okay. All right. So, number one, the integrity of the word. All right. Now, sidebar. Eric said, and, and <coughs> y'all said, everyone said it, like how we are often encouraged to listen to sermons. Versus read the word, as you know, when when we 
first get saved, right? Now, if Eve wasn't there physically when God told Adam not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it was Adam's responsibility to what? To relay mm -hmm. accurately, accurately yes. the <clears throat> directive from the Lord, yeah. right? So <clears throat> from God's mouth to our heart to the mouth of others, how important that is to, to keep that line of communication Accurate and concise. Keep it pure. Pure. All right. All right. Verse 2. Eve responds. She says, of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. The woman replied, it's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it. Or even touch it. If you do, you will die. Now we see religion right here. <clears throat> Religious constriction. Because he, he did not tell, the Lord did not tell Adam nothing about touching the tree. You don't see that in the scripture. He said don't eat it. And we've talked about the power of what? Of Neg of prohibition, mm -hmm. how it create it can create a a yeah like the <laughs> law is the it. strength of sin. So the the that prohibition in and of itself <clears throat> is provoking rebellion. And telling you not to do things that you're supposed to. But Adam do, and then she came and seduced Adam. I mean, yeah. She came and seduced him. He's standing right there. He never corrected. Won't he stand right there? I mean, he took the fruit from her and ate. So she said she but got he, seduced. He, he would listen to me. My understanding. He listened to his whole conversation. He never said a word. He needs to be. He needs to be slapped up inside his head. <laughs> but he listened to the whole conversation because he, when she, he just gave it to him. So he's right there. He was sitting there going, "Whatever will be, will be." Yeah, he just listened. <laughs> Just like, okay, I'm listening to all Everything this. He never, yeah, it's correct. He never said, no, no, you didn't say that. And this wouldn't be. So he just listened to the whole, he did the whole conversation. I heard a guy say, these people, there was no money to get in trouble with. There was no other women for Adam to get in trouble with. There was nothing on earth they could have they done. They had to go and eat that fruit. He said. Yeah. Yeah. So. With the prohibition here that Eve created, I don't know where that came from. It could have been some inaccurate mm -hmm. communication of, of God's message. But the, the but wherever wherever it came from, there's this prohibition that Eve had in her mind that you could not touch it. Now let's look at four. Mm -hmm. The serpent says, you won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Feel like it gives me the creeps. See that? Mm. Now, this it's not, it's, it goes from questioning the integrity of God's word to 
outright <laughs> denial of the the truth of the word. All right, so it starts with a question, then it goes to a, a, a straight refusal or opposition of the word. You won't die. And then verse five, God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you hear. So as soon as you take that step, your eyes will be open. I'm thinking about this song, um, or, or I'm not gonna say the rapper's name, but a line in the song says, when church ends, life begins. Mm. If you grow up in, in a workspace church, in some yeah. fear-based mm -hmm. environment, mm -hmm. That's you, true. You're going to identify with that. You're going to identify with that. But see, I'm, I'm telling you, when we talk about this whole Christian philosophy thing, how deep it is, these mind games, the deception, right? This is why, you know, knowing the character of God for real, the love of God for real, is if you don't have it, you're going to be a victim out here. Mm -hmm. But how, I always wondered, like, she just, she didn't know God. She didn't trust him. She listened to this idiot. I mean, she didn't know him. She didn't trust him. She trust you know, she trusted a stranger. I think they're still in the garden. Understand that. There's no record of them getting <clears throat> saved. I think they're still there somewhere out there. I, I would have thought that she would have known God. She clearly didn't. No, according to the word. It's like she, she didn't know this serpent thing. And she trusted that over God. I mean, that to me says what was her relationship like with God? She just didn't mm -hmm. really know him. There, there, there's a lot. It's probably a lot like us. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, we still sin, mm -hmm. and we know God, and we love God, and we still have these thoughts that come in, and you and you let them creep in without checking them, and they just start to take seed. <clears throat> I don't know. It seems to me like this, you know, we, we don't know what the time sequence was or anything like that, but it, it may have been a progressive thing. It wasn't just an instantaneous, you hear one question and assume that it all happened in a minute, but it, it, somewhere something was feeding her thoughts because she already had a misconception before he ever approached her with, with his questions, he al she already had wrong information in her heart. <clears throat> yeah. Either either misinformation or incomplete information. Which can be just as bad. So I used to think there's a, um, I always say, why did God slap Eve for doing what she did to us women? And then one day it's like, God, I'll you, goes, you are her. And it changed me ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah, without surrendering, without yeah, the, was just, without the surrender of the See, Holy Spirit, was, we would have done the same thing. I, said, I was deceived into thinking, how dare her? She was surrendered with God. You, know, you, it was never harsh. It was just you would have did the same thing. Give her a break. Mm -hmm. I just look at. I mean, you know, I grew up hearing many sermons that preachers just told Eve up. <coughs> <coughs> 
Yeah. 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 He's tempting her with things that she doesn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but he convinced her that she was missing out on something. Right. So if you think you're missing, even though you never tried something, if I've never tried this, then you convinced me as something. This is wonderful. This is what we're talking about now. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe mm-hmm. I should dip into that. that. You know maybe it's good that. over this time. So I've never, like you said, she had you're no concept. concept. So, but he made her think you're missing out on something. Right. And he changed the tactics. Sue said, "FOMO in the garden. <laughs> FOMO in the garden. Fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. And this is this 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 is where FOMO comes from, right here. Interesting, huh? Right. Yes. Because think about it. Okay, if you had the choice between knowing good and evil, or just good, what you gonna choose? You wanna know both. You wanna know both." When, now, remember, knowing means what? Not just head knowledge. Yeah, that's that's experiential that's knowledge. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to ask that question again. <clears throat> knowing good and evil or just knowing good? Which you going to choose? Now that we've been the other way. <laughs> that's what she, she could have had. That's what Adam could have had. Just uh-huh. knowing good, because that's all they knew up to that point. Sin had not entered in. Uh-huh. Yeah. But FOMO. Serpent offered that fear of missing out. And look at and then and, and look at verse six. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful. Its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. But she won't say, but she, you can't call her selfish, though. <laughs> <laughs> then she gave some to her husband. But did she tell him where it came from? <laughs> all, he, all it says is she there. gave some to her husband. Who was with That's- her? And it says that in the New Living, it, who was with her, and in the and in the King James, gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. That's so like us too, though, isn't it? If we're gonna fall, we just want others to fall with us. Mm-hmm. I like it when they told God we're naked. He said, "How'd you know you're naked?" I what my answer would have been. It's quite obvious, isn't it? Yeah. But you know what? What did she need wisdom for anyway? We all, we all need. She needed it not yeah. to eat that. Eat no, the fruit. She, yeah. she, 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 Adam she, named she, all the animals, and she didn't use it. What did she need wisdom for? But again, she already had wisdom. But here's the problem: there's a godly wisdom, and then there's a carnal, demonic wisdom. And what did what did the enemy offer there? What does the servant offer? Carnal, mm-hmm. demonic wisdom. And see, this is the fight. This is the fight right here. Uh, yeah, like take those drugs. That'll be great. Yeah. Is it Andrew Womack that um, 
has has said that um, he he is sort of understood or understood. I don't know if that's the right word, but anyway, he sees the sixth sense possibly as following the spirit, and so that you know, in a sense, you have six senses, and we go by the five in our carnal life, but you know, we were given the sixth and it was to rule the others. <clears throat> and that, that, it just makes me think there was something really attractive about this tree mm -hmm. and it titillated the other five senses. Mm -hmm. And I guess Adam and Eve from the very beginning, because there was a rule, they had to still make their, their five senses submit to following the spirit, whether you want to call that the sixth sense or not. I don't know if that, you know, I don't even know if that was at uh, Andrew Womack's thing or not, but um, um, they had to, they had to submit the other five senses and, and she just lost it. The, the five senses are what started growing in her to the point that she, she wanted to experience more. But you're, you're absolutely right. We should all be in everything we do led by the spirit and let everything else be subservient to that. Like when my wife asks me something about doing something, I say, be led. Just just be led. Do do what you, you sense in your spirit. That's the right thing to do. Yeah, so then I say, so how are you being led? <laughs> <laughs> then I'll submit to how you're being led. I used to carry a little a bullet in my pocket so that I always I could always have less. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> it's a good little reminder. <laughs> right. But see, and I, I'm not, you know this this whole topic is just extremely extremely pregnant, right? Because you can. It, it permeates yeah. everything that we everything. we we're talking about in this in this walk, this this Christian walk, right? Because the the idea of mind renewal mm -hmm. is something that we are going to be doing until we see him face to face, mm -hmm. being transformed and getting sensitive to the, the moving of the spirit, spirit. and and, so and he, it's, he can yeah he want you to do stuff because it's a, a consistent you know opposition. Mean. You know, but somehow doesn't just sheer obedience come into this. But you have to hear him to know what to obey. No, if you, if you know it is written. Oh, okay. I thought well, you he, meant in, in making decisions word, every day. Don't do this, then it, it's just sheer obedience. But see, even with that, <clears throat> it's like, well, what is obedience? Right? There's there's a there's a there's a way to kind of. You know, so the the even when when I, I I always have to, we always have to lean in on the goodness of God, mm -hmm. the 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 leading of the Holy Spirit, so that when we're reading Scripture or, or we're referring back to the Word, we we are seeing it in the right context and applying it in the right context. Because how many of us have been obedient for the wrong motive or interpretation, right? Well, I was thinking if you know in your heart that God is good and that he, he's asked you to do a certain thing, mm -hmm. it's not hard to obey 
Because you know that he's only good. Mm -hmm. But it takes the understanding of his goodness to do that. It does. And this is what this is what the certain serpent attacked right then, earlier on, is mm. the character of God. I'll, I'll give you an example. And that's what opens that that was that's what opens the door right there. I met a guy one time who was in trouble. He had a wife, four kids, and they needed money. And uh, I talked to him for a while, and I gave him money, thinking doing that was the right thing to do. And the Lord, the Lord came back to me a week later and said, "You, you really messed up." I said, "How did I mess up by giving that man money?" I said, "Well, he, his kids needed food. He needed to pay electric bill, whatever." And he said, "You know what he did with it? He went out and got loaded for a week." And, and he said, "You messed up. You know, I didn't want you to give him that money." So that's when I really started trying to crack down and say, "Because I used to say before that." It's in your power to do it good. It's in your power to do good, do it. Yeah. And, and sometimes what you think is good is not good. Yeah. Because, the, the, you know, now, is the intent pure? Yeah. Yeah. But the application and the timing, mm -hmm. that's where we need the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now, how many know what I know now? I would went to his house and handed it to his wife. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And see, and right now you could you could call up Walmart. You could go on go on with Walmart Plus and have it delivered to his house. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the food just right there. Yeah, exactly what he needs. They couldn't go convert it into food. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's kind of hard to so could you know can convert raisins and oranges into you yeah. know an eight ball. Right. <laughs> or you know, clothes. You know, brand names mm -hmm. can like. Take and sell them. It's like strip the labels off. They always said that if you get to like homeless, if you get shoes, make sure you rip off like the Nike or the Reebok or whatever because they can sell it for like, drugs. You know. All right. So yeah, we we definitely can can keep going for a month yeah but we, yeah but we will we will pick this up and we will continue to refer back to Genesis three. Because, it, you know, when you talk about philosophy, then, you know, we, we obviously, we want to start in the beginning. So the question that we started with in lesson one, what is Christian philosophy? Christian philosophy is God's perspective, God's point of view, looking at him, yourself, others in the world around you through the lens mm -hmm. of his word as guided by the Holy Spirit. Yes. That's a Christian philosophy. Then read verse 10. Is that the first time we ever see the word fear? Probably. This is good. See now, see, I'm trying to end, but you ain't gonna let me. All right, let's read. Let's read it. He replied, and this is God talking to Adam and Eve. He replied, "No, this is Adam. I'm sorry." He replied, "I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked." So you see, I told you, you were naked. <laughs> It's kind of obvious, isn't it? I mean, I can't imagine that but conversation. The, but you, you yeah, see, but the, he had to have made up that word. You see it's the, you see the progression, though. Questioning, right? Questioning the integrity of God's word. What did he say? Then, outright, then the enemy outright says, "No, this is not 
what was said, mm -hmm. then the character of God is attacked. And once all of this was, is presented, you have a choice. Yes. You're going to accept or reject. Now, if you give space to ponder these things, what's going to happen? The serpent, <coughs> gonna, the, the serpent in, our, in, in, in our time, using the philosophies of men, the philosophies of this world, doctrines of demons, to get you to turn your perspective. Giving heed, just like Paul said, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. So this whole thing about having a Christian philosophy, just like you know Andrew mentioned in, in, in the bullet point, you know, we there's more deception in our time. We were exposed to more in our time than any other group of believers ever because of the, the avenues by which we can either we can receive misinformation. I got about five devices around me. It's like five or six devices. All of these different devices can deliver information to me. I could have God's word on here, or I can have spells, pornography, sell dope, all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But what are we going to choose? All right, social media family. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. It's good to see you again, Mary. Yeah, yeah nice.